Hello, hello. It's your girl, Keisha. Thank you guys for tuning in to the latest episode of my podcast, Lakeisha Blackley, RDH. I appreciate you guys so much for listening and tuning in. And I really hope that you gain something from this message today. So I came across this quote that I saw and I'll read it to you. What lies before us and what lies behind us are small matters compared to what lies within us. Say that one more time. What lies before us and what lies behind us are small matters compared to what lies within us. And when I saw that, it just really resonated with me and it struck a chord because what that says or the way I interpret it is no matter what your past is, no matter what you're currently going through, you can have new beginnings. What has happened to you before, what's happening to you now does not determine your outcome. It doesn't determine what you are destined to be, what you're capable of, what your strengths are. It doesn't determine any of that. You can have new beginnings despite these things. Um, I just really feel like that's something all of us can relate to. It's not isolated to one person or one group or anything like that. Everybody can relate to that because we all have experienced things. Some of us may currently be going through stuff. And I know I have been through a lot of things and I have had points where I felt like man every time I take one step forward I get knocked back 10 every time something good happens excuse me five bad things happen and you just feel like you can't get ahead you just feel like you're stuck almost like in just stuck in cement you just you can't progress you can't move forward and it becomes discouraging it makes you feel like you don't want to try anymore it makes you feel like you know what it'll be easier if I just give up because if I give up then I won't be disappointed when things don't work out because every time I try it doesn't work out so sometimes we feel like we just want to throw in the towel we just want to say forget it I just um um, I I don't want to do it I can't move past what happened or what's currently happening so I would just rather give up But the thing that I learned just from my own life is each of us has something innate that's deep within us, a strength, power, greatness that says you are more than your circumstance. It says it doesn't matter what happened to you. It doesn't matter what you went through. It doesn't matter what you're currently going through. You are more than your circumstance and there is a new beginning ahead you just have to believe you have to have faith you have to trust that if you just keep pushing if you keep persevering if you just keep digging and digging you will get where you want to go but you just have to you have to believe it's all about faith it's all about having faith it's all in believing that He won't leave you. God will not leave you. 
he will not give you more than you can handle. And I know that's cliche. I know that we hear that and we just want to close our ears because it's like, ah, I don't want to hear that. But it's true. He will not give you more than you can handle. And everything that you go through is to sharpen you, is to, to prepare you, to make you better for the next step. But you have to go through those things in order to in order to get to that next step. And life difficulties and things that you go through, they don't let them discourage you. Don't let them prevent you from accessing that greatness within you. Because you all have it. If you're going through something right now or if you have gone through something, you know, just know that None of those things are determinants for your future. None of those things say that you can't go further. Don't let any of that discourage you from finding that power, from finding that strength that says, I can do anything. I know it doesn't look like it. I know I'm having financial struggles, but I'm going to get that business started. I know that... You know, I'm having trouble with this and that, but I'm going to go back to school and I'm going to get that degree because I know that I have the power to do that. We are not confined to any circumstance. It's all within you. You have to tap into whatever that is inside you, that fire, that power that says I can do whatever I want. I know that something is trying to to hold me back something is you know is tapping into that fear tapping into that doubt and all of these things that's making me think that well this happened before so what means it's not going to happen now throw all that away tuck all that to the back and tap into that greatness that says I can overcome this situation I know I'm having financial trouble but I can get out of this I know I'm having trouble in my relationship or my marriage, but I can get out of this. We can overcome this. I know I'm having trouble with school, but I can finish. I can get that degree. You can do it. You just have to tap into those things. We all, each of us, have gone through things. I definitely have had a lot of experiences, a lot of points where I wanted to throw in the towel, where I wanted to say, you know what, it's too much. It's too much for one person. And I'm tired and I can't do it. I'm tired. I don't know why I have to keep, why these things keep happening to me. Why can't I just get to a point where it's smooth sailing? But life doesn't work like that. Everything that we go through is a stepping stone preparing us for something else that's going to come later. So you need those trials. You need those tribulations because it's it's helping to make you stronger. It's helping to make you better. He is shaping you for whatever it is that's on the other side. So you need those things to get to that point. So I just want to share with you guys some of my own personal um, trials and tribulations. The first being um, a tremendous amount of loss that I experienced at a fairly early age. Uh, My uncle, my mom's brother, 
passed suddenly. He was 26 and I was, I think I, it was right before my 13th birthday. So, um, that was really hard. We were really close. He was that fun, silly, crazy, like to have a good time uncle with makeup songs and just do a lot of silly stuff. So he, we were, we were really close. So that was hard. And that was the first loss, first major loss I had ever experienced. So I had never, you know, dealt with grief. I, I didn't know how to process any of that. I was 13. You know, all I was, I had self-esteem issues. I was worried about boys and why they didn't like me and trying to fit in and all those different things. So I didn't know anything about how to deal with that level of emotion. So that was a really difficult time. And I struggled with that for a bit. And that was um, April of 95. So then January of 97, which is less than two years. It was almost two, but less than two years after his passing, I lost my mom to breast cancer. 21 days later, I lost my grandfather, which is my mom's dad. He passed um, right after that. So those were the three... Um, people that at that particular time that I was most close to and I lost them all within a two-year span all while I'm dealing with all these teenager issues I'm sure you guys can can go back in your memory bank and remember you know how it was to be a teenager the things that you were experiencing and and struggles that you had and and insecurities or you know whatever things that you were dealing with and how it consumes your life because that's all you had going on as a kid but think about going through those things then compound it with losing three people all within that short period and at the time of my mom and grandfather passing I was a freshman in high school think about that for a second <laughs> high school alone is stressful being a freshman, you know, in a new environment and all of those, all of that is stressful. And then I went through all of those things. So that was really difficult. So um, I was 14. I have two siblings, a brother who was at the time was six and a sister who was three. So it was three of us and my dad. So my dad was left to raise a teenager of school age and a toddler all at the same time. So he needed help. Who was there to help? I was there to help. So I became an adult at 14. I had a lot of responsibility that was added to my plate and that was just just part of the program. You know, we all as a family, we all had to help each other. We all had to be there and and try to, you know, get through get through that together, but it was it was difficult. It was really really difficult. And as I reflect back, I realized that all through high school, I, I suffered depression. I didn't realize that was the case at the time because I didn't know anything about that. But as I got older, I realized that I was depressed. I was very sad. I was in a very dark, deep, dark place where... I questioned my existence. I questioned why I was here. I contemplated not being here. If I'm going to be completely transparent, I had those thoughts several times where I'm like, this is, nobody should have to go through all this. 
you know, at this at this period of time? Why why am I here? Maybe it would be easier if I wasn't because I just I didn't know how to handle all of that. I didn't know how to process it or anything. And my dad, he was widowed. He lost his wife. Now he has to take care of these three kids by himself. So he had his own problems. So I put on a smile. I had everybody thinking that I was fine. Everything was fine. I was great. But I didn't want to burden anybody with my issues. So I dealt with them internally. And, you know, it was it was just it was really difficult. And I didn't think that I would get through it. I really didn't see it. And I know that there are other people who can relate to that because depression is it's serious. We kind of dismiss it and, and shrug it under, you know, uh, sweep it under the rug like, oh, well, just snap out of it. But no, it's it's not it's not that easy. It's, it's not as easy as snapping your fingers and coming out of it. It's not a state of hypnosis. You don't just come out of it. So it was it was tough. It was really tough. But um, I graduated. I did end up graduating from high school and I went on to college and I'm thinking, okay, so now I'm going to college. This is my new beginning. I'm not going to let this other stuff get in my way. I have a new beginning. Life is going to be different. I get to school, complete my first semester, and I fail my first semester. And I mean, not just, not just fail, I mean, fail miserably. Like I only passed one class. I did get an A in that class, but I don't think that matters. <laughs> I don't think that counts for anything, but I failed. And it was tough. It was really tough because I was still trying to cope. I was trying to, trying to forget about it, trying to, you know, act like it wasn't there, but it was there. And I just, I hadn't dealt with those things and it did affect me when I went to school. So I failed and I was devastated. It was hard. It was a really tough time, but you know, so those were some of the things that I experienced at that time. So I'm like, okay, all right, Keisha, pick yourself up. We're going to get through this, going to get through this. There's going to be a new beginning. So I signed up for summer school. And I went to summer school every, for the next few years, I think, two or three years after that, so that I could graduate on time. And I did end up graduating on time. So I didn't finish late. I finished when I was supposed to. I'm like, okay, great. This is going to be great. And my degree was in social welfare. I, at the time, I wanted to do social work. But then later, I decided that I wanted to do mental health counseling. So I'm like, okay, great. Everything is great everything's going to work out and now I'm going to have, I'm finally going to have my new beginning. Well, after graduating, you know, I put out resume after resume after resume, interview after interview after interview, and I did not land a job in my field for four to five years after that. It was almost five years. It was like four and a half years. It took me four and a half years after obtaining my degree before I got a single job in my field. And then it was part-time, <laughs> so it wasn't even full-job, no benefits or anything. But while I was in school and going through that whole time where I couldn't find a job, I was working at a dental office. So, you know, I was employed the whole time. So the next thing is, okay, I finally, I got something. I got my foot in the door. I'm getting some experience. Now I'm going to have my new beginning. 
well, I go to work as a mental health counselor and I was working with, I specifically wanted to work with mentally and behaviorally disturbed kids. That was the group that I wanted to work with. I wanted to help. I wanted to, you know, be able to, to reach them in some way and help them. And once I got the job, I hated it. I hated everything about it. Everything about everything. I hate, I hated it. It was awful for me. It just it didn't sit well with me. I didn't feel like I was making a difference. And it, it just, I knew. It didn't take me long. I knew that that was not where I was supposed to be. Then the discouragement comes in again. I'm like, oh, it took me four. I, why couldn't I get a job four and a half years ago? Then I would have known this. Then I could have took steps prior to it. You know what? I'm just, I can't. I can't do this anymore. I'm tired of this. But then I said, you know, Keisha, you got to keep pushing. You can't, you can't stop now. You got to, I know it, you're discouraged, but you got to, this is me talking to myself, you know, working myself through it. I'm like, you got to, you got to keep pushing. So I said, okay, what am I going to do now? So I said, I have to go back to school for something because, I mean, I don't want to do anything that has to do with this degree at this point. I just, I, I don't even want to be involved in this field. I don't feel like I can do, I can make a difference here. So I decided, hey, I'm working in this dental office. I actually really, really like what I'm doing, interacting with the patients and all of that. So I'm going to go to dental hygiene school. And I had heard from my boss and from other people how difficult the program is. And I'm like, yeah, but I mean, I went to school. I worked while I was in school. Like, I got this. So the next obstacle, I go to the school, talk to an advisor to get information about the program. And the advisor um, pulled up my transcript because it was at the same school I had my first degree in. So she could pull up my transcript. And she saw my grades and my GPA and she immediately told me that I was wasting my time and that I wasn't going to get into the program because my grades weren't good enough. The program was too competitive. It was too rigorous, too difficult. I, was, I wasn't going to get in and that I was wasting my time. And I'm like, well, what is <laughs> Like, uh okay uh well uh that's that's those are some encouraging words from an advisor of students like I guess I guess she was advising me to go in a different direction I don't know but that was the next obstacle there was somebody who was now who could be a potential barrier to what I was trying to do that's telling me yeah you're not going to get in and that did discourage me. It did start making me doubt, start making me question, am I, am I, maybe I shouldn't do this. And then I found that strength and I said, you know what? No, this is what I want to do. I'm not going to let somebody else tell me what I can't do. So I had to tap into that strength. I had to tap into that greatness. And I did. And I've applied to the program. And I got into the program. And what I wanted to do was I wanted to take my acceptance letter and go slap it on her desk and say, look, look who got in. But the Lord told me that that was petty and I shouldn't do that. So I refrained from doing so. 
it would have made me feel a lot better, but sometimes you just, you know, sometimes you just got to not do stuff like that. <laughs> so I get feel a lot better, but sometimes you just, you know, sometimes you just got to not do stuff like that. <laughs> so I get in and I'm like, I am over the moon. I am elated. I'm so excited. I'm like, yes finally gonna get my new beginning because I got this like one thing I can do once I put my mind to something it's it's a wrap I got it you know I might you know I struggled with the first time and I failed my first semester but that was because I was trying to work through all that other stuff but once I buckled down and I said I got it I got it and I knew that I knew I had that greatness so I'm like this is gonna be a breeze <sighs> I bet you can't guess uh what I'm going to say next, it was not a breeze. Um, I crossed a lot of barriers while in that program. It's a five semester program. Um, and I got to the end of the fourth semester, which by the time you get to the end of the fourth semester, I mean, you technically you have to pass every semester before you can proceed to the next one. But typically, if you get the, to that point, you pretty much have passed. But I didn't. I had had some some prior issues with um, within the program with different things, and so I got to the end, and I was told that I was not going to be moving forward. That they weren't going to allow me to move forward because I I didn't pass clinic, and I was having you know I was having all these issues. They told me I was the worst student in the class. They told me that everyone was, was way more advanced than I was. Everyone's skills were way better than mine. I was told that I lacked psychomotor skills, which at the time I was like, what, 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 are, you, what are you talking about? Nobody ever told me this before. But basically what that means is I had the information in my brain, but it wasn't connecting to my hands because they were saying, you know, that I just, my clinical skills were not up to par with everybody else. So they said I lacked psychomotor skills. And I went to talk to the chair of the department to find out, well, what can I do? Like, what, so what do I do now? Because I'm like, um, okay, so like what next? Because I'm not, this is, this is not going to be the end for me. So the chair of the department told me, well, and she had never seen me. She had never been in clinic while I was while I was in clinic. So she had never personally worked with me or saw what I did. But she basically recited everything that someone else told her, that another instructor told her is, well, you have all these issues. And I'm like, well, how do you know that? Well, you know, you just you just aren't you just aren't you just don't have what it takes. Maybe you should think of another major. And I'm thinking, do you not know? Did y'all not see my application? I have a degree from this school. I had another major. What are you talking about? So they just, she just kept saying that you need to, you need to seek another major because this is just not for you. You know, you just are not meant to be a dental hygienist. Some people just don't have what it takes. And I think you may be one of them. And I'm like, I just, I was devastated. Like, I, I, I think. I think I cried. I'm pretty sure I cried. So I was, I was, I was very upset and I'm like, man, like I just, I, I don't understand. Why do I keep having all these problems? So they say, well, this is what you can do. If you really 
want to be here. You can repeat the program, but you, you're going to have to start all over. And you're going to have to start with the class that came under you. So basically what that meant was that next semester, the class that I was currently with were in their graduating semester. And I was starting with the class that was under me. So I'm in classes with people that were under me that saw me as a senior. And I'm also walking the halls with people that I'm supposed to be graduating with. Like, that was tough. That was very, very, very tough. And there were times where I sat in my car in the parking lot and right before class where I wanted to go back home. I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I can't, I can't do this again. I can't keep hitting these walls where I get to a point and then it's like, er, nope, you can't go any further. I'm like, I, I can't take it. My spirit can't take it. I don't, I just, I can't do it. But I accessed that greatness. I accessed that strength that said, Keisha, it's hard, but you are going to get through this. And I did. It was very difficult, but I did. I persevered and I got through. But guess what? That was not it either. <laughs> that was not it either. That was not the end of my trial. So I get to my last semester, my very last semester before graduation. I had one more patient I had to finish. And um, the deal with this patient was she didn't have transportation. So I said, that's fine. I will come pick you up. I will come to your house. I'll take you home. If you want me to stop and get you something to eat, whatever. I just need to pass. I just need you to show up so I can pass. Well, we confirmed the appointment for this very last visit that I needed her for. We confirmed to, uh, the appointment was on Thursday. I confirmed with her on Monday and Tuesday. Tried to call her Wednesday, no answer. So I'm like, okay, cool. Called her Thursday morning before I left. Phone disconnected. I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? You have got to be kidding me. So I said, okay, I'm gonna go there anyway. Maybe she's just having phone problems. So I go and she lived an hour outside of my house. And then from her house to the school was an almost another hour, like 45 minutes or so. So I went to her house. Guess who was not home when I got there? Yep, she was not home. And I knocked and I knocked and I went around the back of the house and I knocked and I knocked. I went back around the front of the house and I knocked. And at this point, I can't remember if I called my friend or if she called me. She may have called me because she knew um, the situation to check on me. So I told her what was going on. I'm like, I knocked. I went to the back. I knocked. I was looking in the window. I thought I saw somebody. She's like, Keisha, if you knock for 20 minutes and ain't nobody answered, nobody is home. Get out those people's window. <laughs> Stop banging on that lady's door before somebody called the police on you because they think you're trying to break in. So I finally calmed down, got in my car, went to school, and I explained the situation. And I'm like, okay, so, I mean, what happens? Because I know this is my last requirement, but, I mean, it's not my fault. I literally did everything I could do. Well, I don't know what to tell you, but, I mean, you're going to have to take summer school because I, ca I can't pass you because you didn't finish your requirement. And so I say, now I'm mad. I'm mad. 
because <laughs> I'm like, she is not. <sighs> All right. So I say, OK, well, the thing is, I did everything that everybody else in this class had to do, but I did it twice. So are you telling me that none of those other requirements count? Well, that it just doesn't work that way. And I'm like, you, <laughs> you, somebody, where is Ashton Cooksher? Because somebody is punking me right now. Like, I know, I know this cannot be real. So I'm standing there and she's looking at me like, I mean, okay, what else you want me to tell you? I told you that that's how it works. So, all right, bye, is <laughs> basically what she was saying. And I'm like, okay I said okay okay I was mad and I said you know what it's all good it's all good I'm not gonna stress I'm gonna sleep on it and I'm gonna figure out I'm gonna figure out the next step but I know one thing I know who not going to summer school um Lakeisha Blackley is not going to summer school <laughs> like I just gave y'all nine semesters worth of my money you are not no 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 ma'am I'm not doing it so I had to go to school the next day for, I don't remember what I had to go for, but I had to go for something. And I was pulled to the side and I was told, okay, you know what? Thought about everything and you really did, you know, you, you did complete a, a lot more than everyone else and blah, blah, blah. So, so you're going to, you're going to pass. We're going to go ahead and, and pass you and let, we're going to let you graduate. And I'm like, going to let me graduate. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks. I, I appreciate it. So yeah, so I graduated. I bet you think that's it, don't you? Nope. That's not it. <laughs> that is not it. That is not the end of my story. So graduate. I'm like, you know, I walk across the stage. I'm like, yes, my new beginning is about to start. I did have to take two board exams in order to officially get my license to practice. But I wasn't worried about that. I'm like, man, I got this. This is going to be great. It's cool, whatever. So my board patient that I had to bring in, because she didn't have transportation, so I had to pick her up too, which was not a problem. The night before the board exam, my board patient decided that she was going to go out and have her a good old time and she was going to have a whole lot of drinks. And when I went to pick her up, she was hungover. And I was just a little bit hungover. She was laying down in my back seat. And every time I looked in the rearview mirror, she looked like she could hurl at any second. Like that hungover. She had some ginger ale or some Sprite or something. And she was like, I've been, I've been trying to, you know, drink this up because I really, I really wanted to be there for you. I want to make sure that blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, could you not have thought about this last night? Like, really, lady? So I was stressed out about that. I'm like, Lord, if this lady blows some chunks while I'm trying to do this, this while I'm trying to work on her, this, I just, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose my mind I, I I just I don't even know so get to the school everything works out great she does not pass out or she does not uh throw up or, or anything everything worked out I finished I passed 
both of my exams. I get my license and I'm like, yes, new beginnings. I bet you think that's the end of that too, right? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so I'm thinking, you know, I finally got my degree. I got my license. I got this prior years of dental experience. And now, you know, I, I'm licensed to do this. I'm, I'm not going to have a problem finding a job. It took me a year and a half before I landed a full-time job. I had to do temp work. And I mean, piecing together temp work. This week, I may work two days. The next week, I may only work one day because there's just no work available. And I'm trying to figure out how I'm paying, how I'm going to pay my bills. It, it was a mess. It was a mess. It was difficult. It was very, very difficult. So I just think back on it and I can laugh about this stuff now. But at the time when I tell you I wanted to just get in the bed and never get out, I just wanted to crawl in a ditch and stay there because I'm like this cannot be life this is just why are all these things happening to me why do I have to keep doing this but it forced me to find that inner beast mode it forced me to find and locate that greatness that says you can do anything and when I think back on all that stuff as I talk about it now, I realize how significant these things were. Like as you go through it, you feel you feel like it's the worst thing, but then another worst thing happens and you feel like that's the worst thing and another worst thing happens. So we are bigger than our circumstances. No matter your past, you can have new beginnings. Doesn't mean that you're not gonna, you know, fall along the way or have struggles but you can have new beginnings don't let those things determine what you can do don't let them determine what you're capable of don't let them say that you can't you can you can if I can go through all that you can do whatever it is that you want to do you can start that business you can get that degree you can whatever it is that you want to do you can do it. So I just, I just, I, I never would have thought that I would be at this point. Cause I'm telling you, I, I did not think I would be here. I want, I didn't want to be here for a period of time. Cause I just, I, I didn't think that I could come out of that. I was stuck, but I did. I came out of it and you can too. So I just, know that I've talked you guys' ears off, but I needed, I really needed, I needed to get that out. It's therapeutic for me, and hopefully it's therapeutic for someone else, but um, yeah, man, our, no matter what you go through, no matter what you go through, you can come out on the other side. What lies before us and what lies behind us are small matters compared to what lies within us. So on that note, I am going to close out this session. I hope that I didn't bore you. I hope that I didn't talk a hole in your head. And I hope that someone got something from this. I hope that I inspired someone or 
helps you to see that you are bigger than your circumstances. Just keep pushing, have faith and trust in God and he will get you through. He will get you to the other side. So I hope you enjoyed that. If you have any questions or comments or just anything, feel free to email me at Keisha underscore RDH at yahoo.com. That's K-I-S-H-A underscore R-D-H at yahoo.com. Thank you guys. Have a great night.